This episode of the podcast is brought to you by finding out your wife is a masked vigilante who makes it to the news every night for sneaking into bakeries and turning down the oven temperatures by five degrees so the baked goods are just slightly undercooked. <laughs> I think that's better, actually. <laughs> There's this thing, right? It is called the apex predator, right? And basically what this is is the strongest animal in the ecosystem, right? And, and, and as human beings, we are we're considered the apex predator, but only because... Like, like smaller animals can't feed on us because of weapons and stuff, right? A lion does not feel guilty when it kills a gazelle, right? You do not feel guilty when you squash a fly. And I think that means something. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a The thing. only podcast that can levitate. <laughs> but you can't see it because it's an audio podcast but yes. we're, we're levitating right now <laughs> right now at this moment <laughs> uh i'm frank i'm zach and today we are doing uh a, a childhood movie of our a preteen movie i would say preteen yeah like uh, 2012 i was ju- like i was a, a a junior in high school yeah uh, we're doing Chronicle. Yeah. And I remember really loving it when I was, like, young. And I was like, ah, this is badass and cool. <laughs> and then I haven't seen it pretty much since. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if it holds up. I wonder if it's still badass and cool. Um, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into who directed it, the actors, and mm-hmm. what it's about. So Chronicle came out in 2012. It was directed by Josh Trank. You only have, like, a few people in here. The main people that you have is Dane DeHaan, who plays Andrew. Uh, surprisingly enough, because I did not remember that he was in here, but Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. plays Steve, and then Alex Russell plays Matt, yeah. and those are your compadres. Yep, and this is a movie about three high school friends who gain superpowers after making a discovery underground, and then they soon find themselves spinning out of control, and their bond is tested as they do crazy things with their minds. Yeah. Basically, they get telekinesis. Yeah. And um, so, just like... to. Just say, getting like jumping right into it. Mm-hmm. I say overall, this movie holds up. I so here's the thing with this movie. Um, and my brother brought up a really good point the other day too, and it's very true. This is like the epitome of just a movie. Like it's not that great, but it's also not bad. Yeah, it's just a movie, <laughs> and like I I guess that's somewhat of a compliment because I remember like when this first came out. Like, I saw the trailer, and I was like, wow, this is cool. This is different. Like, it's all found footage, and here's, like, this kind of, like, superhero-esque type movie. And you can see from the trailers, like, already, like, Andrew's going to be, like, the villain in it. Because you have to have, like, some kind of conflict. And I'm like, cool. I really like the aesthetic that it's found footage. And then going back into watching this again, obviously, there's a couple of pieces that, like, are a little wonky. But... Overall, like, I think a story really unfolds with this that is pretty interesting. Yeah, like, I, 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 yeah, like, this is a movie that's, like, definitely not, like, the greatest. I I think that, Mm. like, this movie was really good for its time. Yes. But, like, now in a, in a world of, like, cinema where we are, like, it, it just doesn't quite hold up to, like, everything else. Mm -hmm. But for, like, a small kind of, like, indie film, like, and that's what it was, right? Yeah, and it feels and it feels like that and and I think generally most of it, you know, holds up and works still. Yeah. Obviously like the there's some very clear like green screen and stuff like that. The ending especially. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, like when they're like flying in the sky and whatnot, but like it also kind of feels like a hangout movie. 
because you're just kind of with these kids and like they get these superpowers who and and they're kind of just doing like stuff that we would do yeah but and that's the thing too like nobody fucking notices like they're in a diner and they're levitating spoons and forks like nobody's gonna look over and be like what the fuck right yeah um that was like one of the biggest problems that i had is like if you're trying to keep this a secret how does nobody else notice it? Yeah, it's like that was the thing. It was like they're they're kind of like trying to keep it a secret, but also just like moving cars in parking lots yeah. <laughs> where anyone can see. <laughs> but it also just makes for like a fun movie because like in the beginning, it all is like pretty harmless stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the whole deal with like the teddy bear with yeah. like the little girl and like going <laughs> and around like cart. supermarkets and like just yeah like kind of like doing like stupid stuff it's like that is what teenagers would do mm-hmm. in the beginning yeah for sure uh and then also but i really liked how like michael b jordan's character is like talking about how he's like yeah i mean my girlfriend noticed that like the sex has definitely gotten better mm-hmm. like because he's like now like slightly controlling different parts of his body and whatnot with his mind yeah and i will say that this movie like kind of has confirmed because i've always said that i think it is the best superpower but this movie like kind of confirms that like i think telekinesis is probably the greatest superpower hands down because you can just do so much with it the stronger that it gets well that's the thing is it's kind of like unlimited because like telekinesis is like moving shit with your mind which includes you includes you objects and Mm -hmm. i i remember i was reading um I don't remember what it was. My, I remember back in college, my buddy was telling me about how he was like doing some type of, there was some type of like comic book or something that he was either watching or reading um, that was like, had the, the main character had telekinesis and it got to the point where it was so like, he, he you know, his mm-hmm. telekinesis got so strong that he was literally able, able to like manipulate like atoms and particles in the air and mm-hmm. like make himself invisible. Yeah. It's like, so you can pretty much just do everything. Well, I'm, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm trying to think of like which superhero can do that. I mean, the Flash can like, uh, like accelerate his monocles so fast that he can go through walls. Yeah. Um, and like Jean Grey when she becomes Phoenix, basically is just God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, like who's to say that if they kept going, they couldn't just like mind control too? Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say though, like one thing that I was kind of like. Like, I didn't hate, but I was kind of, like, rolling my eyes to was Andrew's, like, home life stuff a little too on the nose yeah, that, like, yeah. okay, he's going like to be... Like, the drunk, alcoholic, abusive father. Like, it's yeah, almost, like, a little sick too mom. much. Yeah, it's like, and, all right. <laughs> and he's, like, the loser at high school. Yeah. And it's, like... Uh, it's, it's a little tropist. It's a little... Yeah, it, it's a little too much. And, like, I, I made, like, a horrible joke last night, too, while watching this. I was, like, this movie's basically just, like school shooter with superpowers basically because mm-hmm. i mean honestly like yeah like, that's <laughs> you know that's kind of like what it feels like in a way it's like okay this is obviously like a person who is becoming like more and more and more mentally unstable mm-hmm. and instead of going out to a public area and shooting up the place he's like i have a mi- i have mind powers where i can just assault people and kill them with my mind yeah and i mean if nothing else, this film, I think, had, like, a powerful message that I don't know a lot of people, like, went in looking for. And that was, like, the message of, like, you know, home life and, like, understanding, like, mental health. Mm-hmm. And understanding that, like, you know, people that are pushed in a public environment and pushed in their home life are going to end up being provoked at some point. Yeah. And 
it it just calls for like people getting the help that they need. Yeah. Um, and I I don't think that this movie actually like meant to do it when, <laughs> when they did it, but like it's so like fucking like in there. Yeah. Like it is the movie. Uh huh. And you have like this really nice like half an hour in the film where it's like you have Steve and Matt and Andrew just hanging out and like developing their powers and just enjoying themselves. Yeah. Up until Andrew pushes the car into the ravine. Yeah. And then it becomes something different. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Like, I don't yeah. know, man. I, I actually really enjoy watching the descent into, mm-hmm. like, what it, what it, obviously, like, what the climax of the movie is. Because, like, it starts off with the, all right, so let's just, like, talk about when they first find the thing. Because I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. It is. And, like, there's one shot to me that doesn't exactly make sense. <laughs> But it was a really cool shot, which was when Michael B. Jordan's yes. sweat is coming off of his nose and it's like the gravity is like pulling like the droplets off. It's like it, it didn't really make sense as like, from like a found footage mm-hmm. standpoint, but it's still a really cool shot. And like I, it gets a pass just because it's so cool. Yeah, there are a couple of shots in this that like do not look like they're found footage, like even when they're in like the club. Yeah. Does not look like it's found footage yeah. at all. But yeah, like that was really cool seeing like that weird like rock like And they never get they never give you any like that which I, I kind of like. I like that too because like we have no idea like what it was, where it came from, and once it got closed up, it was like, well, what the fuck even happened? Like the camera got destroyed too, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Where like all that footage of like what happened for them getting the powers. Yeah. I thought that was cool because it just goes right into, oh, now they can, like, levitate Yeah, shit. and, like, you immediately get to, like, the baseball scene. And the baseball mm-hmm. scene is still funny. Like, yes. I remember, like, really <laughs> the laughing a lot. And, like, when he throws that ball at, like, a perfect 90-degree mm-hmm. angle and it comes back and hits Michael B. Jordan in the fucking face, it's like, it's like all right, that's, that's <laughs> You said good. underhand. <laughs> it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get like, you kind of get, like, an immediate, like, understanding that clearly Andrew kind of has the powers on lock better than them. Yes, because, because he's the Lego scene. Yeah. Um he's immediately able to like stop the baseball with his head, like with his mind. Well, like they they all they stopped it with their head, <laughs> yes. but not not in the way that they intended. anyone can stop it with their head. <laughs> um but he was able to stop it with his mind and mm. you know uh I don't know, I just I thought it was like okay, this is like a cool way to like introduce you to the fact that he is going to be the one yeah because again a little tropish but like he's got no friends in school mm-hmm. and like you could you kind of know that like out of these three he is going to be the one that like something happens with and yeah. also like it makes sense that he's going to be the one that's going to be good at the mind powers the most because he mostly stays in his head exactly and i was like all right this is pretty cool like yeah. i like that aspect of it yeah i mean even to like um I, I didn't care for, like, the relationship between Matt and Casey. That was uh, unnecessary a little, a and dumb. A little forced. Yeah, oh, very. Extremely. <laughs> like, he's such a douchebag. Mm-hmm. He's like this, like, oh, like, I'm I'm more intelligent than everybody. Like, when they're at the club, like he's, he's like, this, this party's pretty dumb, huh? Yeah, like, he's so much fun, like, around Steve yeah. and Andrew. And then he's just, like, this douchebag around Casey. Yeah, and then, and then they have a relationship. And I'm just like, what? Like, it doesn't make any sense. No. No, so I really didn't care about that. But, like, what I did like, though, was... After Andrew gets in the fight with his dad and you have, like, the lightning scene with Steve. Yeah. And Steve gets struck and dies. Yeah, that's kind of, like, 
I that's, forgot. That's the heavy part. I forgot that mm-hmm. that that um I knew that somebody died he, in the group, but I didn't remember like how it happened. Yeah, and yeah, I completely forgot that he got struck by lightning and just and then it just shows you at the funeral and you're just like, damn. <laughs> like really? Yeah, now it gets heavy and then and then you start to really see the descent of Andrew. Because yeah. it's like he didn't want to do that, but he lost control. Yeah. It's cool. I, I I don't know. Like, there's just so much, like, um, I almost feel like this movie bites off more than it can chew mm-hmm. in, in, like, certain aspects of it. Like, it it really, really is trying to, like, be, like, it's essentially a superhero film, mm-hmm. but it's, like, smaller scale. But it's still trying to have, like, these massive superhero moments yeah and i don't think it i don't think it works every like every time no because i mean even with like the the big end fight while that is like probably the coolest part of the film it's jumbled as fuck because it is a found footage thing yeah and you have the camera like right on right and like i i like the idea of the explanation of how you're still being able to see this because mm-hmm. it's like okay you're getting different phone cameras because you know this is 2012 so mm-hmm. smartphones were like at this point very readily available so it made sense where like people would be like filming things um my favorite thing about this film is is that and like they're showing like security cam yeah footage. like that stuff is really really cool and even like the whole aspect of like when andrew is filming himself mm-hmm. doing the stuff like like i like it because it's they explain it mm-hmm. like he, you you throughout the movie you're watching him like use his use his powers to like control the camera and and he's filming himself doing stuff mm-hmm. but like when you really think about it like does it really make sense that he's going to be bringing the camera with him to go do these deeds i i don't no. know well I mean, you can kind of say like with his mindset where it's like he wants to be acknowledged at this point, yeah, so like he wants that that footage to show like this is who he am who he is and like from the speech too of like he is the apex predator yeah like, which is he, that's yes like that's that. badass yeah that is like badass. The, <laughs> the lion does not feel guilty for killing the gazelle like that's <laughs> fucking cool um but he wants like that acknowledgement that like he is the apex predator yeah and i think that's like the only thing that you can probably say of like oh this is why like he's still carrying around the camera yeah um the spear point was really cool too dude that's awesome that was that was done really well <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't like that they like immediately did like a like a, a rewind of it and showed it from like a different angle yeah but like that shot of like the of spear it just going, going right through his fucking oh, the back of him and it just... <laughs> fuck yeah like that i can see where they put like the last little bit of money into yeah the one thing that I also didn't really love, again, it's like everything is like I love this, but I didn't love this, and I love this, but I didn't <laughs> I really know. love this. Um, but like the whole thing of like when he's in the hospital after he gets um, burned at, yeah. the, at the gas station, which was that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, his supervillain is the fireman. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they have he's in the hospital, and the dad comes up and he shows mm-hmm. up, and he's like crying by his side, and he's just kind of like yelling. He's more like angry at yeah. Andrew. You had a one moment of redemption, and he just he yeah. turned it into being a dickhead. Exactly, dad again. and like that's fine, but like I don't know, it just felt very weird that like there was a camera just recording well, Andrew because I guess he's a felon at this point, so yeah. they're like we need to monitor him. But like I don't know, it but a then, lot of it feels like. They were coming up with ways just to just to put a camera in the scene. Yeah. So like it doesn't necessarily feel 
as found footagey as it could have been or how, as much as it should have been because like I don't know it just doesn't I don't buy that one camera and then Andrew is like passed out on the thing and then they, and then he starts bringing the camera in closer like yeah. I don't know it just it just doesn't work for me all the time but it also works for me a lot of the time at the same time yeah like I feel like this film would not have been as interesting had it been filmed like a regular movie um, and there are a lot of found footage films that are good, and then there are a lot of found footage films that are bad. And this kind of like tried its best to kind of like do what be, they, be both, yeah, good kind of bad. like because it it kind of tried to be like in between and do something different of like showcasing like okay here are like security footages yeah. and like different iPhones, and this is like Casey's camera because she also, also records yeah. all the time, right? Yeah. So it's like ah whatever. Um, but I mean, yeah, like some points it just really didn't match up and it takes you out of it. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, the relationship stuff I can deal without. The bromance, I thought I liked it because you have like the whole idea of like Andrew being like an outcast. Mm-hmm. And then kind of the only reason as to why these three end up becoming friends is because they now all have this one shared thing and then they all kind of become best friends. And like. Andrew's right where mm-hmm. like you they don't like up until this point they were never really any of them were really that close yeah and they weren't really friends but you have uh Steve right yeah Steve Matt Steve is and... like yeah you have Steve who's just like you're my best friend mm-hmm. and Andrew's like no I'm fucking not like we've been hanging out for like a few months but like all throughout the rest of your entire high school career and everything yeah. before that like we were never we never spoke and I don't know, you kind of get that, like, there is, like, in, in my opinion, that emotional impact there. Mm-hmm. And I think that part works. Um, and the I, I like the ending, like, the actual ending where he ends up bringing Andrew to ta- whatever they uh, wanted to go. Tibet, I uh, think. Tibet, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, all right, it's, it's cute. But mm-hmm. also, again, it's like, why did you bring a camera? To like, <laughs> well, because like they had to do like something with it. I'm just like surprised at the fact that like nobody has noticed him and like tried to like incarcerate him. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> like he's done like all this like damage. Yeah, and you would think like the FBI would be on him like that. Yeah, yeah. So and like yeah, like who is this kid? And mm-hmm. the parents would be like, "That's my son." Yeah, and you just see a kid like fucking fall from the sky in Tibet and be like, "I'm gonna walk the rest yeah, of the way." Yeah, but when he throws his dad out the fucking hospital window, yeah, that's cool. And then uh, what's his name goes and saves him. I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, I kind of wish he did die. And then Andrew's pissed off. He's like, why didn't you let him fall? Mm-hmm. But I think the end battle is still like it's a little jumbled mm-hmm. and like, again, doesn't really work all the time. Like, again, what's her name is still recording while she's in a car and it's falling off of a fucking tower. Yeah. Not she still very... has the camera like holding it. It's like perfectly still. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But it's still cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a Blair Witch type thing, too, where it's like, you know, if you're out in the middle of the woods, like, you're going to record, like, some of the shit, but, like, also if something crazy happens, you're going to drop the camera Yeah, like, your first instinct isn't, I'm going to, like, if you're be, if you're about to die, your mm-hmm. first instinct is, let me get this camera out and, <laughs> and record this. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, I don't know. It's so weird. But overall, I have more, I, I like this, I have more, like, good things to say about this movie than bad things. Like, yeah. there are definitely some things that definitely don't work. Um, and some things that definitely haven't aged particularly well, but again, like I said, I think this movie definitely still holds up. 
Yeah, I would say so. I, I, I want to give this like seven cameras out of ten. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is on the better side, and it is something where it's like when it came out, it was different. Yeah. It's, it's just... It's like a cult following type of movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to... Like, I think that this is definitely a type of film that has like a small cult following where people are just like, remember Chronicle? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, shit, yeah, I do. And then everyone watches it. They're like, I wasn't really that yeah, good as I remember. This is a it's, movie. But it's still pretty good. It's yeah. all right. It's fun. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun, but it's also like trying to be really heavy. Yeah. Uh, and for the most part, I think it works. I think what it's trying to do, it actually succeeds. Yeah. Like it, when it's trying to be heavy, it actually paints a real picture. And then when it's trying to be light. Like, you feel good about, like, the characters yeah. all hanging out. Yep. And then there is a reason for the conflict in the end. Yeah. So, uh, overall, I liked it. Yeah. I think I think for the most part it holds up. And if you haven't watched Chronicle in a while, I think uh, it is r- worth revisiting. Mm-hmm. Um, also, magic is not that popular. No. That magic scene I thought was pretty fun, He just too. immediately becomes popular by doing yeah, magic. Yeah, but I thought it was, like, a fun scene. Mm-hmm. It was. I liked it. Because, like, you got the popular guy, Michael, you know, you got Steve, who's, like, really popular. Yeah. Who's, like, playing into the fact that he's not, like, like he's he's actually kind of making a fool of himself up mm-hmm. on there and, like, letting Andrew, like, get all, like, the praise. And I was like, all right, that's actually, like, really nice. Like, yeah. Uh, so, like, that again, shows, like, a real friend. Yeah. But, again, too, I don't think that magic has ever gotten anyone laid. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Chris Angel. Okay. Well, you want to throw him in there. <laughs> the mind freak can just do anything he wants. <laughs> Maybe David Blaine. Yeah. But David Blaine's a weirdo. What about the, the pear? Like pen and... Oh, the pear. I thought you meant like the fruit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Has a pear ever gotten laid? <laughs> um, the pear, pen and teller? Probably not because they're both just not <laughs> good looking men. <laughs> and one of them... I like the pause of like, should I say this? <laughs> And one of them is very, very small. Yes. uh, And doesn't speak. (laughs) The other one is very big. uh, Yeah, and only speaks. (laughs) So, I don't know. Very strange, but cool cool, uh, magicians, though. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I kind of have a weird... I like magic for some reason. Magic's fun. It's just I don't think that it gets a lot of girls. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I have a recommendation. What would Um, that be? So, uh, for some reason... My girlfriend is convinced that she showed me this this uh, this television series, mm-hmm. and she's like convinced that I just don't like it. And I do like it. It's just I'm not like into it as much as she's into mm-hmm. it, and I think that that's what's bothering her. Ninety Day Fiance. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but I will say that overall, it really did surprise me. Is a television series called Master Master of None? Okay. Which is Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm who wrote and directed it and stars in it and it's good it's like not what's it about it's like basically just everyday life in the city mm-hmm. and friends just like they're they have like their core friend group and they just kind of are hanging out and get into like funny weird situations um and Aziz is very likable uh, but like it just surprised me really on like how well directed it was and like the cinema like the third season mm-hmm. that just came out is incredible like actually incredible like the filmmaking aspect of it I could not believe that Aziz Ansari did this mm-hmm. 
and it's fun because he actually like his parents are in it like oh okay and his actual mom and dad are really playing his mom and dad <laughs> and they're just not good actors <laughs> but and, like, it's his mom but and like dad. it's funny because like you could tell that the dad is having like a lot of fun and the mom is just very uncomfortable mm-hmm. but, like she's doing it anyway um and I don't know. It's just very. It it really is good. Um, and I find that surprising then that your girlfriend doesn't think that you like this since you're talking I all have this good, good things, stuff about it. I have nothing but good things to say about it. But again, like I don't know. I think she like really, really loves it, and she's like, "Let's watch it. Let's watch it." And I just mm-hmm. don't want to watch it every day. Yeah. And she's just like, "You don't like it. You don't like it." And I'm like, "I <laughs> like it. Like, <laughs> give me a chance. Just like, let like, me watch The Office first. <laughs> um. But yeah, overall, I, I really think, and especially the third season, for some mm-hmm. reason, I, I have to imagine, I don't know if you remember, but like there was like some weird sex allegation things that happened with Aziz Ansari like last year or two years ago, but no. like it ended up not really being, I don't think, much. Mm-hmm. It was like he had, a, he kind of had like a bad date mm-hmm. and the girl like ended up accusing him of something. I don't even really entirely remember what it was, but I don't, it didn't really end up being anything. Um, but I think like for maybe that reason, he stepped away for the third season and only like, he kind of focused on other characters and uh, and he just directed it. And okay. that third man, that's third season is directed like a motherfucker. <laughs> like it's really, really good because he can actually like sit back and direct and yeah. not act. And it's direct. crazy how like it, you wouldn't believe that it's a season. Sorry, because like he just doesn't come across like this he wrote it too like mm-hmm. and like you just it's sad yeah. and like depressing but also like really like smart writing and i was just like shocked that it was all of this was done by aziz ansari and like yeah, one other guy i always think of one him. other girl i think yeah because i always like whenever i think of him it's always like parks it's always and just him and screaming yeah <laughs> just like what oh my god i can't believe this it's just like but no he's like he's capable like more mm. than capable director hmm. uh and writer apparently so um i highly recommend masters of none it's uh it's on netflix and uh i think season three you could jump into see like it, it, you don't it wouldn't really I guess work because mm-hmm. you need to like understand who the characters are but I mean you could I jump think, into season I think, three I, you could and still really enjoy it because mm-hmm. uh just from like the filmmaking standpoint and everything is really really good man the some of the shots and like uh, I just was blown away truly um so I recommend that cool Zach what are we doing next well Frank up next for our movie discussion we are going to be doing our favorite character designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so characters in films that have an aesthetic that we just love, we just can't help but to be like, we want to wear that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to wear their skin. Or, or look like that. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, I'm stronger than this. <laughs>